Talking With Tech. My name is Chris Bouguet, and unfortunately, for two weeks in a row, I am not with Rachel Madel. Sorry, Rachel. But I do, for two weeks in a row, have my fabulous wife. Hi, Melissa. Hi, how are you? Great. Thanks for being here on the podcast. Really appreciate you coming in. As we talk about this week's episode is not about one interview. It's about five interviews. So let me tell you a little bit about these. This is what we call our small talk episodes. I can't wait. So here's what it is. Um, a small talk episode is an episode where um, people who we've interviewed in the past uh, come back on the show and they do just a short little clip, usually seven minutes or less. Sometimes we record these uh, right after we've done the interview and then just hold off and then we you know, save them all until we have a bunch of them and then we put them out as one full episode like we're doing right now. Very clever. It's a great way to do it. Yeah, uh, I think so. Uh, it, it, I think it's kind of fun to listen to all these little individual stories. So mm -hmm. that usually the topics that people are talking about are not the same topic that we talked about for their their full length interview. So here's what we've got coming up today. We've got our first interview is with Brian Whitmer, and Brian Whitmer is the CEO of CoughDrop, uh, which is an AAC app and uh, or platform really. And um, what he and that company is kind of known for when you go to conferences is they have these kind of special shirts that they put out. Always usually some sort of funny saying or something like that. I won't spoil it now. You'll have to listen to the, okay. to the actual interview where they get into some of those. But uh, that's what you, that they're kind of known for is these shirts with these different sayings. And it's always kind of fun. Um, so that's, that's what Brian's interview is about. Then after Brian, you're going to hear... Brandy Lee Wetland. Now, Brandy, you know, is the person that um, she gave us those munchkin cards. Remember that? Yes. Fun game. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Thank you, Brandy. Uh, Brandy's from Arizona. We did a whole episode with her, and she's going to talk about the push-in or integrated therapy model. So for speech therapists, you, know, you work with a bunch of speech therapists. Is that something that you've heard of or that you're familiar with? It is. And actually, our speech therapist at our school does quite quite a bit of that, um, especially with AAC. And she comes into the classrooms. And if you listen to the past episode, you could hear a story about how she has worked with that general education teacher and gave her that confidence in order to move forward and um, really take charge of that. Um, but she does that with all of our students and all across the school in order to make sure that they're better communicators, that people are able to work with them, whether they be general educators or special educators. And she empowers the other kids to work with each other in order to make that communication really powerful. Yeah, that is one of the biggest benefits of doing a push-in model rather than a pull-out or segregated model. Uh, and, and of course, Brandy gets into all that as well in her hmm. interview. So that's that's awesome synergy that that's happening out in Arizona and over here in Virginia. Mm -hmm. uh, now, the next two kind of are related that go together. So do you remember when I went up to Edmonton and Calgary? Oh, you love Canada. I do. I do. <laughs> I had a great time with Kathy Howery and mm -hmm. uh, did a couple presentations. And Kathy was there. And I said, hey, can we jump on and do a, an, an interview about the camp that she helped put together and that she helped uh, participate in? So this is an AAC camp. And she tells stories about uh, what it was like to be at this AAC camp over the summer. And then related to that is Sean Pearson. And I know you know Sean. We do love Sean. Yeah. He's awesome. He gave us Clank. He did. He One did. of our favorite games. So Sean, and speak, speaking of games, so Sean is uh, has, has been on, we've done the AAC agreements, he's been on the podcast before, and he lives in Calgary. Mm -hmm. So when I was there, I interviewed him, and what I interviewed him about is actually gaming. So 
he participated in Kathy's camp. And one of the things they did was a role-playing game. I've talked about it on the podcast many times about Dungeons and Dragons. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't actually play Dungeons and Dragons with AAC users, but he did do a role-playing game. And he talks about what that was designed like and the experience of having AAC users play this role-playing game. Oh my goodness. I cannot wait to hear. Sean actually too, like you said, Clank, he, he, uh, he's the one who introduced us to that game, right? Yes. And we love playing that. Sean has a whole separate podcast, a a tabletop gaming podcast, where he reviews and talks about those as well. Yes. Um, and then we we close out the series of interviews in these small talk episodes with Kelly Key. And Kelly Key uh, is someone who had helped put together this thing called Carpool Karaoke, right? I'm, I'm sure you've heard of Carpool Karaoke. You and I actually watched her whole episode that she did and recorded um, at breakfast. It was absolutely amazing. She made like a little YouTube video. Her and a friend were on her way to a conference and they started modeling while singing songs, modeling on the communication. I was showing it to you and the whole family. And then we started brainstorming songs that we could come up with and we could do it. Um, So she talks about that whole experience. Uh, And then uh, another thing that she talks about is Core Wars. It's a hashtag Core Wars. Mm. So again, I won't um, spoil it. I'll let people listen to it. No, I can't wait to check it out. Yeah. Uh, Me too. Me too. So Without further ado, here's our episode, and Rachel will be back next week. Sorry. Rachel, we miss you. We miss you so much, Rachel. Uh, but in, please enjoy, please enjoy this episode of Small Talks. So I'm here with Brian Whitmer, uh, back for, for our Small Talk episode. How's it going, Brian? Very good, Chris. Thank you. So, Brian, one of the things you're known, uh, Cough Drop is sort of known for when you go to conferences is your marketing. So can you talk a little bit about your marketing? I know that that I have one of your famous T-shirts sitting in my office right now. (laughs) Yeah, we try, you know, we we try really hard to... um to spread the good word um, and, and, and try to do some interesting things with our marketing. You know, I came from the education space and, and there was lots of like, oh, we'll give you some free pens, you know, or, oh, we'll, we'll make a poster. And it was very standard and very blah. Um, and so, you know, I sort of come from the background of let's make it interesting. And when I came to, you know, the AAC space, there were these exhibition halls and things and they'd say, Oh, we're going to do a scavenger hunt. We're going to do this activity. Would you love to participate? And I would say, no, you know, we want to, we want to do our own thing. Uh, and so we started designing t-shirts, um, that we could give out, uh, that people could wear and obviously, you know, help spread the cough drop name everywhere. They wear these shirts. So, so they have to be interesting. People will want to wear them, but it's been a really fun uh, sort of thing to, to do over the years. Yeah. There's some that, uh, there usually plays on like movie lines or, or pop culture in some way. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, so um, our our goal with the T-shirts was first of all to say this should be something that advocates for AAC. So somebody sees the shirt and you know they're obviously not going to get it if they're not in the AAC space, but something they could ask about, right? It's like, oh, I don't understand your shirt, and it gives people an opportunity to say, well, let me tell you about my shirt. Let me tell you what's interesting about it, right? So like our one of our very first ones, uh, it said, you say tomato, I say tomato, but instead of tomato, it had a symbol like an AAC button that said tomato. Right. So somebody sees that and they're like, I don't I don't get it. That's a great opportunity to say, well, let me tell you about AAC and what these buttons are. Uh, We had one uh, a couple years ago when Shut Up and Dance With Me was really big. We had a shirt that said Shut Up and Model With Me. 
So then people would say, well, you know, what do you mean by modeling? And we had a picture of somebody hitting some buttons on a screen. Uh, like you said, we try to do pop culture references uh, where they make sense because it's just fun and interesting. Last year, we did an A-Team t-shirt. So instead of I love it when a plan comes together, we said I love it when a motor plan comes together, which was a lot of fun. I like that one a lot. Yeah, I, I have one. The one that's in my office has uh, Tom Cruise on it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what does it say? You had me at hello. You had me hello at hello. A button. <laughs> yes, yes. That's, and I think I have another one that says talk AAC to me, right? That's, uh, yeah, that's, I can't remember who that, that's somebody else, but yeah, that's a good oh, one. Oh, that's not your, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a good one. I won't take credit for it, though. <laughs> so every year you develop a new one? Is that the idea? How? how yeah. <laughs> the the brainstorming process is really rough. Um, we come up with a lot of terrible ideas. You know, we all sit, sit around and say, what about this? What about this? And they're all just bad. Uh, we sort of get those out of the way. And then after a little while, then we start to come throw some out. And we're like, well, that one's not so bad. And then eventually, you know, you kind of play off each other and then something good actually comes out of it. Uh, so like this last year's t-shirt, it was a vanilla ice reference as four buttons that said, stop, collaborate, and listen. And then it's an AAC, AAC baby. All right. So that was, that was fun. Uh, we had one a couple years ago. It was a riff off of Verizon. So it said, can you hear me now in AAC buttons? But yeah, like if I, I, I would be embarrassed to tell you about the ones that we, that we threw <laughs> that, that made it to the cutting room floor because they were just awful. Uh, and it takes about three days to get into the not awful phase. Well, that sounds like the development of anything, right? You bring, yeah. you get all the bad out and you keep the good, right? right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Didn't I see just recently on Twitter, I think it was you, right? That did the gauntlet from... Oh yeah, that's right. The infinity gauntlet. That was a good one too. <laughs> it was so great. Not that that's a t-shirt, but I just love that too, you know, because I'm a um, big nerd that way with the... Yeah, we're big on the memes. We had one for Baby Shark one that was hot too. Yeah. My marketing person, she said, can we do the Infinity Gauntlet? Are we going to get sued? And I said, just don't call it the Infinity Gauntlet. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. It's just a gauntlet with gems on it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> great, great. Where can people see these t-shirts? Uh, we have a, a Spreadshirt website that has all the shirts. So if you want to buy one, we sell them at cost. Um, so, you know, you can just, just buy it right off of there. Fantastic Spreadshirt website. I love that. <laughs> all right, Brian. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk about that. And uh, keep an eye out for those shirts. Um, they're awesome. They're awesome. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it, Brian. Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. So welcome back to the podcast. I'm here with Brandy Lee Wentland. How's it going, Brandy? It's going great, Chris. Good to see you. Good to see you too. So we do these small talk episodes where we just talk about one quick little strategy or, or tidbit or, or chunk of knowledge or some, something that you could share. Uh, what's on your mind? I've been doing a lot of push-in therapy lately and supporting others in doing push-in. I started realizing that we were doing a lot of AAC implementation in the closet. And a lot of our AAC users are only using it in therapy. And in fact, parents started commenting, well, they use it with you, but not with me. So I started realizing that we need to be a part of helping get it out of the closet and, and being used with other people. So I started helping other SLPs and teachers and paras and other support professionals, OTs, feel more comfortable utilizing AAC in the classroom or in other environments, playground, basketball court, you name it, finding ways to use AAC in other places and feeling more comfortable with push-in therapy instead of pull-out. 
so what kind of strategies did you do you use when you're doing the, the push in versus the pull out? One of the things I talk with speech therapists about is that with push in, you don't have to you don't have to do as much lesson planning or creating activities or printing and laminating. The teacher has already come up with the activity. So you're just going to push in and infuse language and and target goals within an activity that's already happening in the classroom. The byproduct of that is the paras and the teacher and the peers in the classroom are all seeing you do aided language stimulation and they're able to then model if they've seen the model they're more likely to do it as well. That makes total sense to me. Now, so I'm sort of a fan of doing uh, AAC therapy in the closet because that's where I record the podcast. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe that's the only place. Unless you're putting clothes away and you're modeling there, the therapy should not be in the closet. It's 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 more integrated into the classroom, and not just the not just the. I mean, maybe it's the the general ed teacher, but maybe it's beyond just that one teacher. Like you said, uh, the all the the assistants and the other students would see. It happening uh, not just like during a language arts activity or a science activity, but maybe during like PE or or anywhere throughout the day, right? Recess, lunchtime, you know, P- yeah, PE teachers, like you mentioned, I think we just really need to get outside of the box and think about how else can I use, utilize communication? I mean, we all talk at lunch. We, I talk when I'm in the pool. I talk on a basketball court. So wherever it is I'm at that I'm talking, my clients are probably going to need to do that too. So how do we find a way to support them in being able to do that in those other environments? It makes total sense to me. And it makes, like you said, from a practical standpoint, it saves you as the therapist a lot of time because you're not having to, to design some sort of other experience. Like you said, the teacher has already done that for you. It's just a, a matter of, of coaching in there. In fact, Ra- Rachel and I have talked on a previous podcast about how th- that's maybe even more cost effective and more um, more time effective is to for the speech therapist to be coaching other people through the, through the experience than doing direct therapy. Absolutely. And a lot of these classrooms, I found that they have peer buddies that come into the classroom and work with these students. And so I found that if I can help even coach some of those peer buddies, I can help with making them feel like this is more of a conversation with a peer instead of talking with an adult, then that's also going to help with reducing that prompt dependency that we talked about. Well, it makes total sense to me. And like you said, it's, it's part of being a, um, a social thing. So people are just friends now, right? Absolutely. Cool. Well, thanks yeah. again for coming on for the, the podcast twice now. <laughs> Thank you, Chris, for inviting me. And for talking with tech, my name is Chris Bouguet, and we'll talk to you next time. Hi, Kathy Howery. Welcome back to the Talking With Tech podcast. Thank you. I'm delighted to be here. So we do these little segments called uh, small talk segments where we, whoever we chat, chatted with in the past or whoever we, whoever we can get to come on the podcast, tell little stories about uh, or, or give little insights about AAC. So my understanding is that this summer you worked at two different camps. Yes. Can you tell me about it? What's, sure. What are these camps like? Sure. So um, it's been really exciting in Alberta. There's been sort of a plethora of 
have um, AAC camps of various descriptions happening. Um, and I had the pleasure and the good fortune to be involved with a couple of them. One was an AAC day camp uh, just in, in Red Deer, Alberta. And the people that organized that it had um, went from around 10 till 1-ish, so families could have some time to come. Uh, even if they were a little distance away. And the kids did an activity while we did some parent training. And then we all went out and had lunch together. Um, and then on the fifth day, they all went to the petting zoo to practice their skills that we had uh, taught at the parent session. And I should say also, the camp started with doing, uh, on the Friday before, a, a little bit of pre-training for the people that were gonna be the one-to-one -one facilitators for the, for the students. So that was great and a great model. Um, would, it, would it be fair to say some of those one-to-ones did not have any experience with AAC or did some of them? Most did. Most were actually SLPs with some level of experience, but they we also were happy to have some OTs that had very limited and, and a psychologist who came and um, she, you know, she had this was new to her so it was really great to have her you know build the team right that yeah. knows what what's what, how different ways to support the kids and then and it was also just great to have the families together from really from one sort of geographical region you couldn't do a day camp like that from our, our province is vast and you couldn't do a, a day camp like that from across the province but um, one of the outcomes of that was the parents were thinking that they were going to continue to get together throughout the year and so that was a great outcome so Oh, that's great. So they like made a little network yep, together. Sure oh, yeah. that's so great. Yeah, so cool. that was the day camp. So yep. they didn't spend the night. They'd come nope. for the day and then leave. Uh, but is the second camp a second overnight camp experience? Is a, is a two night overnight experience. And again, um, this camp, the second camp has been going on for, I believe, four years now. And there was one of those number of years ago that I was involved with and also some day camps like in the 1990s that I was involved with because I'm getting long in that tooth but this AAC camp uh, that is an overnight is um, done through the March of Dimes and the University of Alberta. So I also had the pleasure this summer of teaching the SLPs, their AAC class at the university. And a cohort of those SLPs then were the ones that were gonna be the one-to-one -one support for the campers at the AAC Alberta camp. Um, and so that was fun. So I got to sort of have my little chickadee AAC people, you know, you got to be mother hand over them. So they, they that was great. Um, so same, but yeah, we, uh, we brought everyone who was going to be a facilitator together on the Thursday, no, Friday. Yeah, I'm, my days on Friday, um, including again some OTs. And um, we also had some people who are going to be, which was really great this year, had uh, peer activities for the, the siblings or sibling activities. And so those folks kind of learned a little bit more about AAC on the Friday. Then Friday evening, the parents came with kids and they settled in and then we did a basically a, a AAC refresher so some parents have come since year one and some were new and then the the following day we did four parent training sessions which was primarily my myself and my friend and colleague Toby Scott did did those with the parents um, and then on the um, 
said, no, Sunday morning, um, we had someone who I think you're going to talk with a little bit as well, Sean Pearson, come and do some role play um, with us and the families. And then the families got to go and sort of participate in the activities with the kids. But it was a great camp. It was a camp that was, I sort of hesitate to use this language, but I went and found the, 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 the um, place where it said that it started in the... I don't know, 70, in 1970s for a camp for crippled children. Yeah. But, you know, it was it had high ropes that kids in wheelchairs could go on. They had adapted archery. It was awesome. Um, I didn't do any of that because we were with the parents, but the parents were phenomenal and um, just such a, it's always such fun and such a privilege to help parents along on their journey to AAC as well. Let me ask, when you're working with the parents or when you're doing kind of the initial orientation, there's certain, is it, what kind of stuff do you talk about? Modeling on the device, core vocabulary? What, yeah. what um, our, our topics, first of all, that really we focus on that communication is multimodal. And um, a, a thing that we gave to the parents that first night was a, a recent um, post from CEC, which said, had a parent say, my child is a communicator, no matter how they communicate. So we really tried to get that. Then, you know, how does your child communicate? Um, we talked a lot about modeling and s'mores. And then we talked about making a communicatively accessible environment, no matter where your child is, so that AAC isn't always about an event or an activity. It's about putting the, taking the clothes out of the dryer it's about going shopping it's about all the ordinary things you do and how we don't want to make this an event we also did a lot and I know your colleague talks about this um, you know we invite we don't demand we I, and I can't remember how you yeah inspire don't require inspire don't require there you go so my, invite don't demand is sort of my I got that from Caroline Musway so really helping families to see you know if they if you understand what they're saying don't make them say it again um, and just really um, wait time and a lot of that practice uh, and a lot of modeling practice we use um, a s'mores model um, from Matt and uh, and um, Jill. Jill, goodness, <laughs> yeah, this is what happens when I'm on the spot without. Yeah, I have anomia. Um, anyway, so yeah, we did lots of that good kind of stuff. And there was one young man at camp um, who obviously he's he had equated his uh, talker with work because you brought it in front of him and he pushed it away. Mm. And so I got a lovely post from his mom that they took a grocery shopping. The uh, last week and it was a completely different experience so that was phenomenal and the other thing that at this at this overnight camp um, they do dances and just a whole bunch of great stuff I got pranked by <laughs> one of the students that I've known for a long time she went she got some she's in she's in a chair Chelsea Hagan this is you be careful <laughs> it's coming um, she got my colleague to go and help her find dead bugs and twigs and stuff and like dead bugs real dead bugs not little not plastic little rubber no <laughs> and they put she put them in my bed which was great and everybody had a great time with that so so that, that was really good and i also should say a shout out to our prc rep who got us um, devices so that the one-to-one -one counselors had their own and we matched the vocabulary of the child's device to what they what they had so we brought iPads and and devices so that all all the 
the SLP students that were one-to-ones could actually model on their own device, which was phenomenal. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah, well, it sounds great. like a great experience. Yeah. So, uh, so I, I, hopefully people who are listening can think, hmm, maybe I could make something like this in, in where I am. Absolutely. Absolutely. And if people want to reach out, I mean, we'd be happy to share our thinking and our PowerPoints and it really does. It really is fun. Awesome. It really is fun. So awesome. yeah. thanks Kathy. Thank you. Well, welcome back to Talking With Tech. I'm here today with Sean Pearson. How's it going, Sean? Good. So, nice to be back. Yeah, thanks for having Thanks for being You've been on the AEC Agreements episode. Yeah. We've worked on that together. And so today, here we are in Calgary, Alberta. I'm here mm-hmm. doing a presentation. Grabbed you during lunch mm-hmm. uh, to talk, do one of these small talk se- segments because uh, we just talked to Kathy Howery uh, and she was telling me about the camp that you yeah. And you participated in this camp. I did. With specifically to do what? Can you tell us about it? So in addition to being a, I guess, mentor for the, for the SLP students who are there, one thing I did was a role-playing activity with the counselors, families of the campers, and the campers themselves. So what's role-play? I mean, now yeah. you know that I know because yes. uh, people have said it. I've said it on the podcast before. I'm a big Dungeons & Dragons yes. fan. Dungeons & Dragons is built around role-playing. Yeah. Um, so what is it like in the camp? Why does that work? Sure. So, yeah, we're talking more about, you know, not getting, not so much getting dressed up. When I talk to people about it, it's like, oh, we're going to get dressed up and play characters. No, we're talking about, like Chris talks about Dungeons and Dragons. This isn't Dungeons and Dragons per se. This is designed very much for, you know, with no violence, no, no anything like that. But what it is, is we are assuming the, the campers are assuming characters and then we're going on an adventure. This particular adventure that Chris is alluding to, what it was, is a a bee queen, a queen of the bees, contacted us because we're her friends to let us know that her her other friend went missing and may or may not have been kidnapped, spoiler spoiler alert, by a couple of witches. And then it's our job as the adventurers in the team to go out to do a little bit of investigating, figure out what happened, and then potentially do what needs to be done to rescue the queen's friend. Aha, aha. So, um, so the let me just picture this. There's a, a room, mm-hmm. uh, a, a real room, not in my imagination. Yep. There's actually a room where the camp, the students participating in the camp are sitting with their parents or some other yep. um, facilitator that's Both with them. Both their parents. And so the purpose of this particular activity was throughout the weekend, the parents had training on things like a language stimulation, core vocabulary, descriptive teaching. So this was envisioned as an activity to kind of bring all those things together and then practice them in a more naturalistic environment, right? Rather than, oh, let's stack some blocks on top of each other or let's, you know, it was more of, hey, this is something different. And the theme of the camp was actually choose your own adventure. Choose your own adventure. So this went perfectly into that. Yeah, and it's fun. It's It's super fun, fun. yeah. So you then are kind of in front of the the room or part of it, and if it's in a big circle or whatever, and you start the story off where you say about this this bee and you get everyone kind of imagining that the, the queen of the bees needs help. So yeah, so the first thing we do is we create our characters. Oh, okay. So we come up, we use our descriptive language, we use our core vocabulary, we use our colors, and we just come up with our character. Um, some, one one kiddo was went to his words and was like, I want Iron Man. And he just wanted to be Iron Man, which is totally fine. Right? Who doesn't want yeah, to be Yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. And so we came up with the character. There were like five dragons there. They came up with the most ridiculous, awesome things to be these unique dragons. 
Um, and then, then we go on our adventure after we do that. So because it was such a big group, usually when we do these types of things, when I do them, it's like two or three kids there. But because I had like eight device users and then family and then these counselors, I had to like get on the house mic, on the mic and then in front of this giant room, kind of narrate what the story was. Mm -hmm. And picture, I tell people, picture yourself that you're almost just reading a book and you're really, and I know you've talked about this on the show before, like shared reading, you're creating this shared experience with the people participating. And then you get to a segment of the story, like you say, you're reading part of it, where you say something like, you must ask some sort of question. That's yeah, right. so we, we get this story, we're talking about, then all of a sudden, um, they get delivered this letter. So then I might ask them, oh, we get this letter, what should we do, right? So then, hey, there's a great opportunity, core vocabulary. Open it, look at it, read, whatever. And all the kids kind of got in using that language. We read the letter, find out that the queen, we have to go to the queen. Then I'll narrate a little bit more and we'll get to a point where the queen's ship, because she has a ship, uh, a ladder comes down. A ladder, a ladder fell down. What is our plan? Hey, go up, climb, run, jump. Again, Fly tons of opportunity. And that's where we had one, one count, one camper who was a dragon said, we go up, but we bring our lotion our, and our soap. <laughs> So it turned out because he want because he was a dragon, he wanted to make sure he was smooth <laughs> for it. We had another one, another camper who said, "Oh, she said she wanted to play fiddle music for the queen." It was like this is amazing. Like this is this awesome open-ended thing. You know, when I'm reading this and creating what's going to happen, I'm not thinking, well, "We're going to play old-time fiddle music." That's right. exactly what she said. You know, but she was a I think she's 17 years old and she loves fiddle music. Mm -hmm. So hey, that's, we worked that into the story. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Okay, so then what happened? Now, okay, I'm on the edge of my seat, yeah. right? I'm sure people listening are like, so then what happens? So we, we kind of narrate through the story, and my favorite part of this, yes, it turns out there were a couple of witches that had kidnapped the queen's friend. Mm -hmm. And that's when we come out. So this is laid out very much, if you think, like a beginning and middle and end of a story, right? So when we get to, when we get to kind of the, the end, that's where your climax, your big kapow is going to happen, right? Okay. So there are these two witches, and I'm... And I'm like, my adventurers, now we're just going to, now it's time for us to come up with our plan. How are we going to save the queen's friend? So they come up with, and we get like all sorts of ideas. We get our ideas like you're typical for witches. Throw water so they'll melt. Uh -huh. But then we get stuff like from one of the dragons, blow, and this was a very much a core vocabulary communicator, was um, throw fire hot at, at the witches. Hey, that works. Another one was... Um, Sing, sing a lullaby to put the witches to sleep. Um, my favorite was a camper who was dressed like a unicorn, very much into unicorn, said that we should put tutu, uh, a um, rainbow a tutu on the witch and she would run away. Yes. The witch would run away, right? And totally, we're going to work that into the story. That's what they want. That's how we got rid of that particular witch was, hey, she put on the tutu and she ran away and they rescued the friend. Ah, that's so, so awesome. It's like this amazing open-ended way to get kids involved and you're creating this activity. And the great thing about this is it's working together. So it's not just, hey, yes, the families were there and the, and the counselors were there, but everyone was working together. To, to do this. If uh, you were going to give some advice, if someone's listening right now and goes, okay, that, that sounds like fun. Mm -hmm. Like I would like to do an activity like that with kids. What kind of advice would you give them to get started? So I would say, don't look at it so much. Um, so like when I have people look at it, they're very much oh, like, I'm not sure how we can kind of get core vocabulary out of this. Really look at it from the perspective that you're a narrator reading a story 
And you're just creating, much like when you're doing shared reading, giving them opportunities to connect to real life, you're creating those spots where, okay, here's, here's where I'm going to participate. Here's where I'm going to interact. And I use a product, which I'm totally going to pitch if I'm allowed here, sure. which I absolutely adore. It's called No Thank You Evil. And what this is, this is a kit. It comes with ready-made stories. It comes with dice. It's really focused, though, on teamwork. Okay. And stuff. So and it's designed very cartoony, designed for kids. But I've had kids. We went through the things, went through the stories in there, and they decided they want to create their own story. So we created our own. Um, but there are lots of really good ones. There's another one you can find online called Argyle and Crew that uses sock puppets ah, okay. to do. So you make your characters out of sock puppets, and again, very simple. And I think what you, the person who's reading it as the communication partner, you're really thinking to yourself, I'm just facilitating this story, but the kids are the ones who are making the action happen. Yes, yes, yes. So just once again, it's No Thank You Evil. No Thank You Evil. And Argyle. Argyle and Crew. Crew. And okay, that one's cool. a free one that you could just download the PDF, I think. And awesome. We'll make sure we link them in the show notes. For sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sean. Keep it up. I can't wait to hear more about these uh, future role-playing experiences. Awesome. Thank you. So welcome back to the show, Kelly. Thanks for coming on again. And this is a small talk episode or a small talk bit where uh, we invite people who we've interviewed on the past uh, in past episodes to come on and, and share a different strategy. So Kelly, once upon a time, I was flipping through Twitter or maybe Facebook, and I see you in a car with a core board and, and a friend. Um, and it, the hashtag was carpool karaoke. Can you tell me all about that? Absolutely. Well, this started um, just a year ago. Uh, a colleague of I and I, um, Deidre Gobbles, her and I present quite a bit together. She's a fabulous speech and language pathologist. Her and I were bored driving to closing the gap in the car. We were on probably hour four of six, and we decided to pop out the core boards and, um, and start singing. And so we, we know that we use song quite a bit in our district. Um, Deidre's actually created, um, based on target vocabulary, she's created these very simple songs that our staff and our students sing, and they're all chord out based on a target word. And um, so we know how powerful that is and how much it helps with our students and, you, and staff using these words but we really wanted to make it fun. So we just started, I started with a Taylor Swift song and then, you know, we always talk about how core is so magical. So we did 24 karat magic and we we're just having so much fun with it. We decided we actually were presenting, we presented two pre-conferences at Closing the Gap last year. And we decided we are going to incorporate this into day two of our pre-conference because we had so much fun doing it. It really helps with the comfort level of modeling. You learn where that vocabulary is and then you have to do it with the song. Um, so yeah, we ended up using a Beatles song at the um, Let It Be, I think it was, because you know, Beatles, most of their songs, so powerful, but oh, most of them are chord out, right? They're core, core words. And so um, yeah, we did it at the, um, at the session, staff practice, they actually could even act it out and with the core board and it was, it was pretty powerful. So now we, I use it during professional development for our staff to help learn where the words are and have fun at the same time. And, um, and then, you know, now every time we travel, we ended up going to talking AAC in Michigan. And so we had a whole nother round that we did on the way there. It's a little icy. It was a little dicey, you know, <laughs> singing and modeling while you're driving, but <laughs> if it gets people excited about core and modeling and gains that comfort level, it's, it's really a fun way to do that. 
I love that so much. I mean, it's such a fun way to 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 show both the modeling and the power of core words. And I know that um, it like there were other people that uh, saw that and said, "Well, hey, we could do this," and they started making their own. Yes, it was hashtag core wars. Yeah, we're having core wars then. <laughs> Uh, I love that so much. So there's the challenge, everybody, if you're listening. Put yourself on video, You find a core board, and then find a song and just start modeling on that core board uh, with, a, with a song. And it can be so much fun and inspiring. Exactly. And if you look, search on YouTube, if you look up Carpool Core Eoki, um, you'll be able to see some of our examples. <laughs> no, we're going to link it in the show notes for sure. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Callie. Really appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Listen carefully. Hi, I'm Matt Hott, one of the hosts of Speech Science, a weekly podcast bringing you all the information that you can handle related to speech sciences and disabilities. Michelle Wintering, Michael McLeod, and I interview leaders and difference makers in the field. Every Tuesday, we drop a new episode. You can find us on iTunes, Android, and on our website, www.speechscience.org slash speech science podcast. Join us as we try to find the answers to the question, what is communication? You're listening to the Exceptional Podcast Network.